0: I was supposed to teach youth tonight and I am (laughs) they're right there Um, but the Lord started showing me to combine them and 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 come up here and share as well and um, it didn't make sense to me because someone else was scheduled to teach up here but then all of a sudden um, so God showed me some things to do with them and then all of a sudden he showed me to combine them And then all of a sudden that person called and said they were unable to share tonight. Isn't God cool? Um, So he had me all set and ready, and um, it wasn't a burden whatsoever. And so I'm just really blessed. I'm super excited because when God shows something and reveals us something by his word or by his spirit, it's his job to watch over it and perform it. It's not our job. And so I believe um, because you're here, that means you're hungry. Um, Not for nachos, which we have downstairs. You're free to have some after service or some cookies back there. But um, for spiritual things, who wants some more of God? Who wants to walk in more of the Spirit, Um, more revelation, um, more experience in the kingdom of heaven and the realms of heaven? Amen. And so God was downloading something to me um, this week, and I thought it was just for me. And I was just making all these notes and just through the study of his word. and, And then all of a sudden it turned into a message. And then um, it was not what I was planning on teaching youth because we're doing the um, gifts of the Spirit in the youth as well. But this is not that. So we're going to resume that later. But tonight we're going to be talking about a new way to worship. In the Word of God in John 4, 23 through 24, we know that the Lord says to us, and this is what he desires from us. It says, but the time is coming and actually it has begun right now. It's here when true worshipers worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him in this way. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, he doesn't want us, and and, and it's nice to have songs, you know, to, to know the words and to see the words and all that, but he doesn't want us just to sing some songs off our head, that are not from our heart. He doesn't want us just to memorize the words of a song. He doesn't want us just to clap. He doesn't want us just to raise our hands out of habit. He wants us to get into the realm of the spirit and come into that throne room of God and and just truly just gaze our attention and our affections on Him and worship Him. And you might be thinking, "Well, I'm just me. I'm just young. You know this and that." But God called David a man after His own heart, and you know what? He was a young boy. He was like 12, 13 years old, and he was a worshiper and so it doesn't matter what your age is you can be a worshiper and the kind that God seeks after is the kind that is willing to lay down their life and get into God's presence and just worship him because of who he is not because of what you can get from him and so that's the kind of worship God's seeking after the time has come and now is where God seeks those to worship him so a new way to worship what is that Hebrews 4 14 through 16 in verse 14 it says seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through to the heavens Jesus the Son of God I'm reading from passion tonight "um, let us hold fast to our confession for we do not have a high priest who can um, not sympathize with our weakness because we're all weak sometimes aren't we we all fall sometimes but he was in every point tempted as we are yet without sin let us therefore now come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So we all raised our hand that we want this deeper, closer walk in relationship with God. And in James 4, 8, he says, just draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. But for some, that feels really difficult because our conscience bothers us. For some, that feels really difficult because... We feel like we need to get things right before we get into his throne room. And this is the whole new way of worship is that Jesus already atoned for our sin. And he was the sacrifice. We're going to be celebrating uh, Resurrection Sunday here soon. He was the sacrifice. He shed his blood. It covered all of our sin to make us right in his sight so we can come to that mercy seat so we can come boldly into that throne room and receive the mercy the grace the forgiveness the help that we need where before the old way was we had to have a, a priest go in and splash blood all over the place what a mess i mean what if every time we sinned we had to go kill a goat that's what they had to do And it was only once a year, and then several times a year, still their sin and their conscience was not clear. They didn't feel bold to come into God's throne room. But the time that we're living in now, God's welcoming us because of the atonement Jesus made, which means because of the blood he shed to cover our sin, he made it possible so we can go in without a clear conscience and just run boldly into God's throne. Do you know God wants to use your imagination? If you were to close your eyes, go ahead and close your eyes. And I were to say unicorn, do you see one? All right. If I were to say train, do you see one? Okay. Now I'm saying throne room, do you see it? Sometimes until we start getting a picture of that throne room, it's hard to go into that place. But we need to just say, Lord, I come into your presence, into your throne room, and then you see it. And I come in boldly because of what Jesus did for me. And Lord, I come before you and I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to cleanse me. Because that's the place. That's the mercy seat. That's the place we need to come in boldly to receive everything that we need. The old way was through a priest, and then our, our conscience still bothered us. But now we have this place that God's calling us to, to come deeper and go further and walk in a higher realm of the Spirit than we've ever walked before. But you have to grab hold of this new way of worship that God longs us to be in. In Hebrews 9, um, 1 through 14, I'm not going to read it. You can make notes if you want. It talks about the old pattern of worship and how priests would enter that temple into the sanctuary. They had to go in through all these customs and patterns of worship. They had to sprinkle the sacrificial offering all over the place for the sins of the people and their own sins. All of this just in order to worship God. We don't realize how good we've got it in the season we're in. (laughs) We can just worship God anytime we want we can just close our eyes and say, Lord, I come to your throne room and just see it. Do you know that, God, if you have a conscience that's clear because you've applied the blood of Jesus, you can see that throne room? And the more you practice going into that throne room and seeing that throne room, the more clear it becomes. And that's what God wants us to be in spirit and get in spirit and worship him in spirit and in truth. And so they did this old pattern of worship, old pattern to to be able to worship. But now through the blood of Jesus, he cleanses us and makes us to where we can come in boldly ourselves. He is the high priest. Amen? We can come into God's presence and worship him boldly because our sins are blotted out. I know... The day and age we live in now is so different than, and I feel like such an old person saying this, but it's so different than when I was a a youth. I feel actually sad, and I know you guys might think I'm silly for saying this, but I feel sad for you that there's so much media. It can be a good thing if you're looking up the good stuff, you know, and and listening to God's word and worship, and uh, there's so much awesome worship out there. But I never didn't want to come to a service. I never didn't want to get into God's presence I had such a hunger and a thirst for the presence of God because I didn't have all the distractions of the media nowadays God wants us to be hungry for him from a young age God wants us no matter what age we are to worship him in spirit and in truth and you know that even at a young age, all the way till the day that you go to heaven, you can have such a connection with God. And God's even calling us deeper because of this new way. And, and I think that even though we are living in that new way because of what Jesus did for us, sometimes it's like we put ourselves in a position where we're living under that old covenant and we feel guilty, or we feel stained, and we feel ashamed of maybe what we've been doing, and we, instead of drawing closer, we draw further away from the presence of God and from that throne room because we're embarrassed. We're like Adam and Eve who hid themselves because of their sin. But you know the devil in Romans 12, I mean, um, Revelations 12, I believe it is, The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. You know that God doesn't condemn you? Jesus died and shed his blood to cover your sins so you could come and bully and receive that forgiveness and that mercy and that grace. It's the devil who condemns you and tries to get you to stand further away from the presence of God. But God's your father. And how how rude and how mean of a God, how mean of a father would it be if, if, if they shut their doors and said, you know, I don't want my kids coming in here and lock the doors on them. No, a good father has those doors open. They're welcome anytime into that living room to sit at their dad's feet and to ask for whatever it is that they need. And that father is more than willing to pour out his love upon them and to lavish his love upon them, embrace them and give them what they need. Whether that's hope, whether that's strength to, to live the next day, whether that's joy when you feel so depressed, Whatever it is, God is not trying to keep us out, but sometimes because of what we go through in our own minds and because we don't realize what Jesus did was so powerful that it made us a being um, the, have the ability to go into God's presence without hesitation. Even if you messed up that day. Even if you messed up that day. That's how powerful the blood of Jesus is. In Isaiah 118, this was God proclaiming and prophesying of what the blood of Jesus was going to do to bring us into this new way of worship where we could come boldly into that throne room. In Isaiah 118, it says, I know your sins are like scarlet. I will make them white as snow. They're red like crimson. I will make them white as wool. That was a prophecy about the new way to worship, about you having the ability to come in and have your conscience clear, because of the blood of Jesus. About you being able to come in boldly and be pure in your heart, in your mind, so that you can come into that throne room and receive from Father God whatever it is that you need. Let's talk about the old way again for a minute. Hebrews nine thirteen through um, fifteen. It says under the old System, the blood of goats and bulls, like I was talking about, and ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's body from ceremonial impurity. Just think about how much the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ Jesus offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. So that is why... He is the one who mediates a new covenant or a new way to worship between God and us people so that all who are called can receive eternal inheritance that God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of sin and has committed under that first, um, commit, uh, I'm sorry, set them free from the penalty penalty of their sins and had committed under that first covenant. So Jesus made a way and Hebrews 10, I'm gonna actually read this, Hebrews 1 through 10. It says, the old system living, I, I need you to understand this, this is how it was and now we need to realize how easy it is. The old system living under the old law presented with us only a faint shadow, a crude outline of the reality of the wonderful blessings to come. Even with a steady stream of sacrifices, messy sacrifices, year after year there was still nothing that could make our hearts perfect before God even through animal all the animal sacrifices for if animal sacrifices could once and for all eliminate sin they would have ceased to be offered and worshipers would have had clean consciences instead once was not enough So by repetitive sacrifices, year after year, the worshipers were continually reminded of their sins in their heart, being still impure. For what power does the blood of bulls and goats have to remove sins? None. So when Jesus the Messiah came into the world, he said, he's talking to the Father here. Since your ultimate desire was not another animal sacrifice, you have clothed me with a body that I would offer myself instead. Multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. So I said to you, God, I will be the one to go and do your will, to fulfill all that is written of me in your word. First, he said, multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. Even the law required them to be offered, even though the law required them. And then he said, God, I will be the one to go and do your will. So by doing the will of God and being sacrificed, Jesus, talking about Jesus, he removes sin, he abolishes the animal sacrifices, he replaces that entire system with a new covenant, a new way to worship God. And then by God's will, we have been purified, made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the blood and body of Jesus, the Messiah. I know this is a preliminary message of of what uh, Resurrection Sunday is all about, but I think he wants us to be able to come on Resurrection Sunday and have had the experience ahead of time and be experiencing what he did for us. I think that sometimes we come into church because of the way we were raised, or maybe because of our parents, or because of religious behaviors, and we're doing the good thing or the right thing, but we're not coming in realizing we're coming in, and we can come boldly, and whether we messed up or not, we can come boldly into the throne room of God and receive mercy, grace, and forgiveness, and worship Him in this whole new way, this way of freedom because of what Jesus purchased for us upon the cross. We don't have to go and confess our sins to a priest. We don't have to go and kill a bull or a goat and splash blood all over to to semi make our conscience feel okay for that day. When we receive Jesus and the blood that he shed for us upon the cross, we receive a boldness. We receive a forgiveness from all our sins so that we can run to the mercy seat if we messed up and receive grace and forgiveness and help and whatever it is we need. We can come to that father at his throne room, at his living room chair, the one he loves to recline in. And ask from him anything that we desire. Sometimes we need to look at this relationship with God more like a relationship with our Father rather than, this is religiously what I need to do. We need to raise our hand. We need to clap. We need to sing this song. Forget all that. Close your eyes when you come into church. Close your eyes and say throne room so you can see it. And get before the throne room of God and start pouring out your heart to him. This is a whole new way to worship where you see the face of God. Say it, say face of God and you see his face because we have sanctified imaginations that have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Before they couldn't do that. It's a whole new way to worship God. In Hebrews 10, 14 through 17, by this one perfect sacrifice, he made us perfectly holy and complete for all time. No more hesitation. The Holy Spirit confirms us this to us by the scripture. For the Lord says, afterwards I will give them this covenant or this new way. I will embed my laws into their hearts and fasten my word to their thoughts. And then he says, I will never again remember their lawless deeds or their sins. Through this new way of worship, Jesus made a way for us, like I said, to come into his presence with our hearts and our sins cleansed so that we can be made right in the sight of God and receive from him anything that we need. We don't have to be afraid to come in boldly into God's presence because of the blood of Jesus. It cleanses us. Amen? In 1 John 1, 9, he says, there's a, there's a simple thing we must do now that the blood of Jesus has already been poured out for us. All he says is, just come to my throne room. Just go ahead and confess your sin. And I'll just be faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you. From the blood with the blood that i shed already he's not going to die again every time we don't have to kill a new cow every time he already shed his blood but all you have to do is be repentant come to that throne room and know ahead of time that he's already shed his blood for you and just confess your sin because he wants you to be close to him he doesn't want that sin to cause you to hide and and cover up and 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 stay away from his presence Do you ever feel like that? I know I have felt like that. When you've messed up, the last place you want to be is church. But that's the very place you need where you run to that throne room. Stop caring about how other people are worshiping and run to the throne room. Worship God with all your heart. I don't know about you, but every single time I'm worshiping God, I don't see myself sitting there On my pew, with my hands folded, I see myself running to that throne room, and I'm as close as I possibly can be, and I'm just pouring out my heart to God on my knees. I can't help it. If we were actually in the throne room of God, you really think that you would be standing there with your little hand raised maybe just so high? Absolutely not. But the thing is, is you're actually in the throne room of God. And the blood of Jesus was already shed to cover your sins so you can boldly go in and not with hesitation remembering the things that you did wrong, remembering how I responded to your spouse, remembering how you grumbled about your job or whatever it might be. But say, Lord, search my heart and let him show you the things that were wrong and just repent, confess your sin, get things right. Let that stuff be removed so you can be as close as possible. To the Father God himself. You know, I don't like when God shows me stuff that I have wrong. But guess what? I have made a vow and I don't want anything to be in between me and God. See, Jesus made a way and he atoned for our sin. and He made a new way to worship him where we didn't have to kill goats and, and bulls and have somebody go into the throne room on our behalf. We get to do it on our own. But the fact of the matter is, sin still keeps us distant. Sin still keeps us, uh, us nervous or scared and keeps us away from God's presence. And so he just says, come. It's a mercy seat for some reason. His mercies are new every single morning. That means if you messed up, I love that Jesus said, how, he says, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? That's a lot, you know, having to forgive someone seven times a day. And Jesus is like, no, 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 70 times seven. In other words, if someone sins against you 490 times every single day, keep on forgiving. That, in other words, he's showing us how much he forgives us. Thank you, Jesus. His mercies are seriously new every day. Even if you mess up 490 times every day and sin against him that much, he does forgive you. Now, obviously, the closer you get to God, the more convicted you're going to be. God deals with your heart because you want to be close to him. We all said it. We all raised our hands. So that means that when you welcome him and you say, Lord, I want to be close to you. Lord, I want to be as close to you as I possibly can. Lord, I want to be used by you. Who wants to be used by God? Then guess what he's going to do? you know we all want the gifts of the spirit we all want to be used by god we all want to be in the presence of god we all want the presence of god manifesting through us everywhere we go right to touch people's lives guess what he starts doing he starts dealing with our heart about things that are keeping us from being close to him and that's not to get us to be further away that's to get us to run to that mercy seat and say lord I can't do it on my own. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. And he says, just come in boldly. Just come in boldly. Just pour out your heart. Just confess your sin to me, and I'll be faithful and just to forgive your sin and just cleanse you and wash it away because I'm a forgiving father. I don't want to remember that anymore. I just want my children close to me. God wants to show us, reveal himself to us, and use us so so, so much more than our minds can even comprehend. And I'm not bragging on myself, but I have been experiencing so, so, so much more than my mind can comprehend. Simply because of the blood of Jesus, of him revealing to me things that stand between me and God, and I'm willing to lay it down. I'm willing when he shows me, okay, Lord, you want, that, you want that show? Okay, Lord, that doesn't please you. Okay, Lord, you want that attitude in my heart? Okay, Lord, I give it to you. Okay, Lord, you want that response to my husband? Okay, Lord, I give it to you. I'm so sorry. Man, I thought I was so pure. <laughs> but I don't have to be afraid when he shows me things. All he's doing is showing me so I can be closer to him. And I don't have to to worry that those things are going to keep me away. because if he reveals them to me and I confess them to him, he cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Then it's as if I've never sinned and I'm as close as possible as I could be to the Lord. This is what the Lord's been saying to me and I, I can't, it just keeps rolling around in my spirit. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, You can ask whatever you want and it will be done to you. You know how close that is to be in him and him in you? In him, if you abide in me, in him I live and move and have my being. That means that I'm only doing in him. If I'm living in him, I'm only going to be doing what is pleasing to him. And and he's kind of uncomfortable when I respond to my husband the wrong way. He doesn't want to respond to my husband the wrong way. I'm telling on myself a little bit. You know? If you really, truly want to be in him and him in you and see him do the miracles through you, hear him talk to you, see what he's showing you, then worship him in this new way. Through the blood of Jesus, let him cleanse you. Run to that mercy seat. Run to that throne room with boldness. And let him have mercy on you let him forgive you but you must confess you must confess like first john 1 9. hallelujah isn't that good news we don't have to have to hesitate we can come boldly into god's presence we don't have to feel like we even deserve it because even though we didn't deserve it christ died for us he died for everybody But the weird and sad thing is, is even us as believers stay clear of that throne room. We're not as close in that throne room on a daily basis as we really should be. We're not living in him like we should be. We're not hearing his voice or seeing what the father's saying or hearing what the father's doing that day because we're not in him. And the reason we're not in him is we're not taking his atonement. We're not taking the blood he shed for us and applying it to our lives on a daily basis. Lord, I just ask you to, I just confess my sin. Lord, search my heart. Clean me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Show me anything, Lord, that hinders and stands in the way. If I don't hear anything, okay, Lord, I thank you that you're just going to keep me on the right track. If I hear something, okay, Lord, I surrender. Yes, Lord, I'll give that to you. Yes, I surrender. I repent of that. I ask you to cleanse me from that. I confess it to you in Jesus' name. Keep close to him. Don't give the enemy anything to work with. Jesus said, the prince of this world's coming, but he has nothing in me. If, if the enemy comes to try to come against you, is he going to find an open door, that, a way that he can get in? That's how we keep our conscience clear is, is, is make sure that you're right with God. Make sure that there's nothing. Allow God to search your heart and, and be okay with him uh, revealing and, and bringing some, some conviction and dealings with you about certain things. Allow him to do that because it's just going to keep the door shut on the enemy so that the enemy has nothing in you, so that he cannot attack the way he wants to God wants us so close to him God wants us in his presence God wants us to live in him and come boldly to him like a child does his father in his family living room In Luke 12:22 he says Don't be afraid little flock for it gives your father great happiness Listen to this, to give you the kingdom. Do you know that we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places, even right now? Do you know that when I had a a Pakistan revival not too many um, weeks ago, 3,000 people were saved, okay? Okay. That next day or the day of, me and Jude were praying, and God allowed him to see a huge field of harvest of flowers. And I knew that was the harvest of souls. Immediately, they were already seated in heaven. Immediately. You're already seated. You already are a part of the kingdom of heaven. And it gives your father good pleasure to have you walk in the benefits of the kingdom of heaven now the lord was showing me something and i was like lord is that in heaven and he said on earth as it is in heaven in other words he wants you operating in this stuff now as if you're bilocational. do you know that you can experience the things of the spirit of god as you walk here on earth I, you can go to heaven. You can can have God open your eyes to heaven. You can worship at the throne room of God and you're actually in heaven. Just close your eyes and see him. Stop looking at your phone. Stop looking around to see if everybody's worshiping the way you do so you're not embarrassed. Don't worry about it. Run to the mercy seat because we all know we need it. Hey, Jada, I just keep seeing you. God says, don't you know that it's your father's desire to give you the kingdom now? Like God wants you operating in the kingdom of heaven now. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I I just believe that God wants you walking in the supernatural now, and he just needs you to draw closer to God. Run to God. Talk to God. God wants to bless his children now. If I knew this when I was younger, I wish I knew it when I was younger. In Matthew 7, 8 through 11, this is how much God loves you. Everybody who asks receives. This is how much he wants you to operate and experience the kingdom of heaven. Anyone who knocks, the door will be open. So that's for any of you, any of you. If you desire to operate in the kingdom of heaven, come boldly. Receive of it right now. Stop stop waiting for the there and then. We're seated together with Christ now. Experience the, the inheritance now. Walk in this new way to worship now. The whole new way was that you could come into the throne room of God. Not just get a little tingle uh, because you feel God's presence and, ooh, that was a good service, and then live the rest of your life. Like, no. God actually invited us to come sit in his living room on a daily basis. And how many of us are taking advantage? It's your Father's good pleasure to give you your inheritance, the kingdom of heaven, now. So every day when we open our eyes, close your eyes again, and say, throne room, (laughs) and see Jesus. And start worshiping him. Throne room. (laughs) That wasn't in my notes. (laughs) Verse 9. Which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will he give them a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he give them a snake? If you then, though you are evil, so to say... Here on earth, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more do you think your heavenly father in heaven wants to give good gifts to his children, to those who ask? He wants to. God wants you as his child, whether you're 8 or 80. He's no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter your age. Whether you're 8 or 80, God wants you as his child to come closer to him. Go deeper in him, and there is that available, than ever before. He wants to reveal so much to us than we could ever ask or hope for. Amen. So when I saw us combining the services, I also saw us doing communion. Why? That's a remembrance of this atonement, this him making a sacrifice so that we could come into this new way of worship so that the throne room became available to us so when we take communion it's not a religious thing it's to get you to remember the power of the blood of jesus and the fact that he had his body broken for you and his blood was shed so that you could have boldness to go into that throne room and worship god amen i heard the lord say this and this is regarding and i put this out on facebook and i wish it was the whole city that's here but i heard the lord say whoever comes tonight tell them i'm bringing them up higher and i'm bringing them to new realms of my glory and that they can expect to walk in a deeper and greater glory than they've ever walked in That you're leaving here like this you're not going to leave here the same and i know that that's a phrase that ministers use lord don't let us leave the same as we came in jesus name no like god told me this this isn't something that i came up with god said i advertised it because god was actually saying those who come are going to leave here in a higher level Why? Because we're receiving the atonement. We're receiving the blood of Jesus. We're getting the word and the revelation on the fact that this is a new way to worship. I don't have to worry about what other people are doing. I don't have to worry about the the fact that that my conscience is, is condemning me because the enemy is just trying to keep me away. I'm going to run to that mercy seat and receive the forgiveness I need. And the more and more you run to the mercy seat, the more and more you get into God's presence, the less and less you want to do things that sear your conscience. Like I said, God deals with me. It seems like more now than a month ago. And I'm like, oh, not because I'm like getting worse and worse. It's because I'm getting more sensitive and more sensitive. Because I want to live in Him. And I want him to live in me, and I don't want anything to divide us. And so if I'm really sincere in my prayer, Lord, I want to draw close to you. I want you to draw close to me. I want want to see the kingdom of heaven. I want to see you healing and delivering people. The Bible says it's according to the power that works within you that these greater works happen. Well, the greater works aren't going to happen if it's only half of Jesus in you you got to get rid of the stuff that is steering your conscience. Apply the blood of Jesus. Go into that throne room boldly and just receive the forgiveness. Let him remove the things that are hindering. And let him fill you up. God dealt with my heart about something so little. Most people would probably laugh it off. I'm not going to tell myself exactly. I literally was leaving the house and I said a few words to my husband. And I, I was like, oh, Lord, forgive me. And the Lord's like, just call him and tell him. I'm like, oh. Because I thought I could just repent to him, to the Lord, you know. But the Lord says to confess your sins one to another so that you may be forgiven. If you sin against somebody, you need to confess to them. so God dealt with my heart. I couldn't just confess to the Lord. I had to confess to him. Don't be telling everybody. All right. Okay. Now, Don and Carol, this might have been in your heart, or Carol. Or it could be an actual discussion that you had. I don't know. I float around from living room to living room from time to time, just so you know. God told me there would be proof in the future, so maybe. Um, Anyways, I was in your living room today. And I I just wrote it down. I said, I was in Don and Carol's living room. I heard a discussion. I was just kind of eavesdropping. I heard a discussion that they were having. Carol was saying, I just want more pertaining to the things of the Spirit. I just want to operate in more. And I heard Don say, well, let's pray. And they got on their knees. I saw them get on their knees. And I don't know if that's a cry of your heart or, or what it was or if it actually was a conversation. But I heard the Lord say this. God is answering the desires of your heart. And he says, you see And you'll begin to know in the Spirit what the Father's desires are, what the Father's heart is, and you will begin to be able to pray accordingly specific prayers from the heart of the Father because an acceleration. He is granting you an acceleration in the Spirit to grant you the desires of your heart. More insight, more knowledge into the heart of God. So I'm just spending time with God and it's the Father's good pleasure to give me the inheritance and And some of that might be translation. Some of that might be a word of knowledge just to bless somebody or a prophecy just to bless someone. If you desire God to use you in these gifts, you want to make sure that your heart is pure and cleansed and, and apply the blood of Jesus and 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 Remember the sacrifice he made so you can remind yourself so you go into that throne room daily and worship him in spirit and in truth daily and just sit at the throne room, the feet of Jesus daily and let him purify you and get things right so that when you're in his presence, there's nothing hindering, your conscience isn't bothering you. Sometimes when you're in his presence, he'll remind you of some things. Just go ahead and confess it. Get it out of the way. The devil's just trying to hinder you. Confess it to the Lord. and He's faithful and just to forgive you. Sometimes if you really need to, get yourself a cracker in the juice box. Remind yourself of what Jesus did. Take communion. I did that this week. Got myself a juice box, a hunk of bread. <laughs> Listen. Keep your conscience clear, the Lord told me. In this new way to worship, if you really want to be where you're seeing God, you're seeing the throne room, you're starting to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, and that's what we're talking about in youth too, is, is the gifts of the Spirit. If you're really wanting this stuff, God says this. He says, keep your conscience clear. In, in song, song of Solomon 2.15, it says, catch all the foxes. Those little foxes, before they ruin the whole vineyard of love, for the grapevines are starting to blossom. So catch the foxes before they spoil the vine, before they ruin it, before they eat all the fruit. In other words, get rid of those little things that pester at your conscience. Cleanse your heart, you sinners. I'm talking to us. Cleanse your heart, repent. You double-minded. You say you love me, but you're allowing stuff in that's spoiling the vine. You're allowing the little foxes to trample on the vine. You want to be used in the kingdom of heaven and the realms of the spirit, but we need to keep our conscience clear. Keep anything out of our lives that's going to hurt our conscience. Why? It's a plot of the enemy to sow seeds that are contrary to God, to hinder you from walking in the spirit, to hinder you from the presence of God. Ephesians 4, I'm almost done. Ephesians 4, 27 through 30 says this, don't give any place to the enemy. Even those little things, don't give any place to the enemy. Let him who used to steal, steal no longer. And I know he's talking about us, but at the same time, you. Let him, the enemy who used to steal, let him steal no longer from you. Because really, when you allow sin and you think it's your own choosing to watch this or that, and you know it's displeasing to God, but really, you're the one being fooled because you're being stolen from. The presence of God is being stolen from you. Your conscience is not clear because those things are displeasing to God. It says, let no corrupt communication even proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit where you were sealed unto the day of redemption. In other words, keep your conscience clear. Confess your sin to God. Go to that mercy seat. Run to that throne room boldly. Receive the forgiveness. Receive the mercy. Let him cleanse you. I know a lot of this we heard, but the thing is, is God's calling us to a new level. God's calling us to walk in him, in the spirit. We're in a different day and age than the Bible. And we're in the book of Acts, I know. But we're in a different dispensation here. Jesus is returning soon, and the people need to see somebody who's walking in the presence of God. In him, we need to be living and moving and having our being, and that's not going to happen if our conscience is seared. God gave me a tongues interpretation where he's talking to me, but I believe this is for everybody. He said, yes, my daughter, as you pray, as you pray, as you pray, as you seek my face and as you turn from your wicked ways, you will see heaven. You will see my kingdom. You will see my glory. I will take you to new places and you will see new faces. Yes, as you yield to me, as you pray and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. Notice he said that two times. (laughs) You will see heaven. It's your father's good pleasure, remember, to give you the kingdom now. You will see heaven and you will be moved by my spirit and by my glory to new places. You will see new faces and I will use you for my glory. Well, that's for everybody. But notice it's not just the pray, pray, pray. It's turn from your wicked ways. It's running to that throne room and and, and pleading the blood of Jesus, confessing your sin to, to, to have that clear conscience so that when you're living and moving and having your being in Him, there's nothing that the enemy's finding in you that's a hindrance to that power being released to go into someone's body. Life becomes a lot more exciting because suddenly he's leading and guiding and directing your day. Suddenly you're talking to someone at school that there's no way you would have ever talked to them, but suddenly you have new friends that you're able to minister to that come to the Lord Jesus Christ because of you. Do you know I was leading people to the Lord when I was like eight years old? Kindergarten and first grade, there's boldness in children. All my friends that I actually hung out with in the neighborhood received Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I think back now and I was like, how in the world did I do that? But it was the Spirit of God. My conscience was clear. And the Spirit of God had a vessel free for him to use. We can be like that now. If we just let the blood of Jesus do its work. And you know what's interesting is the the tongue's interpretation is really just scripture. Second Chronicles, I was like, I heard this before. And 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15. And my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and pray, pray, and seek my face, my face, and turn from their wicked ways, turn. I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive your sin and I'll heal your land. I'm gonna move on your behalf. I'm going to use you for my glory. But you need to pray. You need to seek him. You need to run to that mercy seat. Close your eyes and get into that throne room and apply the blood of Jesus. Confess your sin. Let him wash it away. Stop waiting. Stop steering clear from church or clear from spending time with God just because you don't feel right. You're supposed to go to God when you don't feel right. It's the only place to get right. Stop hiding from the scriptures just because you've got to be right in the sight of God first. That's the place you need to get right. Go to his throne room and receive the forgiveness. God's calling us deeper. God's calling the people of God to seek his face like never before. He wants us, he wants to show us great and mighty things that he has in store for us. But it's going to take this new level of commitment, a new way of worshiping him. Entering in through the blood of Jesus coming into the Holy of Holies, not with uh, someone on your behalf coming in for you. I can't do it for you. I'm not that priest like in the old days. I'm not going to confess your sins for you. I'm not going certainly not going to kill anything for you. I'm going to have to confess and apply the blood of Jesus yourself because God made it that way. Amen? <laughs> have your conscience clear wouldn't that feel better doesn't that feel better when you get something off your chest when you confess your sin to somebody that maybe you've messed up you know man I felt good after I called Clayton and I dealt with my situation he didn't even care but I God cared God wants us to have clear conscience so that we can have communion with him unbroken communion That's what he did when he died on the cross. He made a way for us to have unbroken communion with God. Listen, Jeremiah, everything he's been telling me today and yesterday, Jeremiah 33, 3, everything he says is is the word. He says, call unto me and I will answer. In other words, pray and I'll answer. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. Is there some things that you don't know about the kingdom of heaven? Have you guys seen the throne room yet? Okay, good. Um, But maybe you haven't seen an angel, or maybe you haven't seen Jesus at the right hand of the Father, or maybe you haven't seen the ones that have gone before you to heaven. All this possible. I'm not saying to daily converse with them, but if God allows you to see them while you're visiting Jesus in heaven, so be it. Jesus visited with people that went before him. Call unto me and let me show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. It's your father's good pleasure to show you the kingdom. He made a way for us to come boldly. So I want us to take communion tonight and reflect on this atonement. Reflect on this new way of worship that Jesus wanted for us. And when we take communion, you might feel silly, and that's okay. But remember, we're closing our eyes, we're getting before that throne room. There's nobody around, but, but God's at the throne. It's, it's set up a little bit, there are chairs up there, and there's actual throne seats. And he's seated there, and he receives, and sometimes he gets up, and he'll touch you. And you just hear him speak to your heart. You see him show you things. This is why you're going to walk out of here in a new level, because you're going to have an encounter with Jesus. Why? How? By faith, because you're going to come in boldly. You're going to close your eyes. You're going to say, Lord, I thank you. I come boldly to your throne throne room and you're going to see it and you're going to look at him and you're going to tell him you love him and you're and you're going to say lord search my heart if there's anything in me that causes a division between you and i lord show me what it is so i can confess it and i think you're going to cleanse me i want us to spend some time at the throne room just just a few moments to where he can show us anything that's on his heart whether it's anything that stands between us or something maybe that he has for you, something that will give you hope. Some of us might say, I haven't heard from God in a while. Well, do you hear from somebody that you don't call? Do you? Do you, do you, do you ever hear someone's voice that you don't talk to? Come on, no. So it takes a conversation to hear a voice, Right? It takes listening to hear a voice so we need to slow down and we need to talk to him and not just tell him that we want a car when we're 16 not just tell him that we want a new house or or we want our kids to be calm or whatever not just tell him but hear him and listen so when we get our communion i want us to spread out i would like us to kneel before the throne room of god and I want us to take a moment before we actually pray. And just, the Bible says that we need to confess our sin. I'll just read this quick. In 1 Corinthians 11, 24 through 28 says, And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread, and he said, Take and eat this body, which is broken for you, and do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. And when they had supped, saying, This is the cup of the tes- the New Testament, the new way, in my blood do this and drink it and as often as you do it do it in remembrance of me so we're recognizing what he did for us to make this new way to worship in the throne room as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you show the lord's death till he comes but he says however Anyone who drinks or eats this bread and drinks of this cup unworthily will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So first examine yourself before you eat the bread and drink of the cup. And so it's very important. It's dangerous just to do it religiously. It's very important to say, Lord, search my heart. If there's things that have been searing your conscience already, already been dealing with your your mind you know is not pleasing to the God, then just simply say, Lord, according to your word, I just confess that sin. I confess I did that wrong. I ask you to cleanse me and forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from unrighteousness. Get your conscience clear and then apply that blood of Jesus to wash it away. Amen? So I'm going to pray. Why don't you go ahead and, and you can turn these lights down a little bit, but go ahead and, uh, Come on up once I pray and just get before the Lord's presence and confess to the Lord whatever's on your conscience, and then we're going to go ahead and pray over the communion. Once we pray over the communion and you've spent that time with the Lord, we're going to play one song. So This is not going to take long, but we're going to play one song that is just really a prayer from your heart. Let it be a prayer from your heart. Okay? So Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, search our hearts. Lord, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, reveal to us anything that stands in the way. Reveal to us anything, Lord, impure, unlovely, displeasing to you in any way. Anything that hinders our conscience from being clear. Anything that hinders us from being in you and you in us. (laughs) Lord, just cleanse us. Lord, we just apply the blood of Jesus. We ask you to wash our sins away. Lord, we just come into your presence boldly because you said we could. We come into your throne room boldly tonight to receive your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness and help in time of need right now. In Jesus' name, come on up and and grab your communion.